and I bet you've come across stuff in similar books and novels where you're like, um, that's a big no. Write what you know. What does that even mean? It's an author hot topic. You've heard it before, right? Write what you know. I am not a big fan of that advice. Hi, I'm Autumn Bardot, author of historical fiction, historical erotica, urban fantasy, paranormal romance, and one lonely nonfiction about the power of using symbolism your way. And ooh, look, I have new covers for my paranormal romance series, and I think they're perfect. Love them and perfect for the genre. This channel is all about writing tips and author tricks, and hopefully that will inspire and motivate you to live your best writing life. It's, it's a passion of mine. I am a writer, I work full time, but putting on this YouTube channel, really it's a passion because, you know, there's so much to learn about writing and I wanna give back. I would love if you would join our writing community here. I have received so many wonderful comments from so many people and I that inspires and motivates me so if you have left a comment or you've talked to me in person or whatever and you told me you loved my channel thank you so much you have inspired and motivated me to continue with this channel and producing content that is geared towards you know writing the new writer and like living your best writing life <laughs> Writers have a lot of things that we have to deal with and cope with and figure out. So there's a lot. If you haven't joined our writing community, all you need to do is hit that subscribe button and then that notify button. If you hit the subscribe button, what that means is that YouTube will occasionally notify you of a new video. If you hit the notify button, the subscribe and the notify button, then, sub then YouTube will actually pretty much notify you when there is new content. Now, really quickly, my husband always said, why do people want to subscribe? So I'm going to give you some reasons why subscribing to a channel, my channel, somebody else's channel is a good thing. Number one, you stay updated on new content and YouTube notifies you on your YouTube page. Number two, YouTube is like Google. So the more you type something in, the more you watch something, the more YouTube will keep giving you the same kinds of content. So if you keep hitting subscribe and like on dancing cat videos, guess what? YouTube, like Google, would feed you more dancing cat videos. So if you hit subscribe on mine, you're just gonna get more um, channels on writing and the writing craft. Number three is you get access to the writing community. And if you haven't seen my video on the importance of, you know, connections, then I'll put a, a link in the description box below on that. Writers need connections and YouTube and subscribing is a way to expand upon that community. In a way, I think that sometimes Twitter and Instagram and Facebook really can't. And number four is that you maximize your learning. 
I have a lot of downloadable content on my um, Club Autumn Facebook group that is available. And with all the other things that I mentioned, just mentioned the other three things, that's a powerful learning opportunity for writers, especially new writers. Because like I've said a million times, ugh, there's so much to learn. There's so much to figure out. Okay, so back to write what you know. <laughs> I write about goddesses and pirates and medieval princesses and mythological creatures. Um, I've never been any of those things. Nope. So write what you know can't mean that, right? If I only write what I knew, I would be writing about being a mom, working, divorce, husbands, cooking, shopping for shoes. <laughs> Not very interesting stuff. Well, at least I don't want to read about it. I like to be taken out when I read into a new place, not the place I already know and am quite familiar with. Write what you know. I think we have to interpret that phrase differently. Otherwise, it is very, very, very limiting. But first, let's look at some elements of writing, right? We need characters, character arcs, conflict and emotion and all all of that lovely stuff gets wrapped up into a delicious plot well we all know people we know lots of people we know real people and we know fictional characters people and we know people on tv that are those characters and in books we read so we we know a lot of people so for characters i think we have a plethora of material to draw from and the thing is, you know, when you're writing, you can even like merge those people that you know. You can merge a real person with a TV one or two real people or two fictional characters, you know? Whew. That's a lot of people. Okay, so we know people. We know characters. Check. Stories need a great character arc. Hmm. Do we know character arc? Well... I don't think real people have a character arc, do they? I mean, you know, if you're lucky, your life is really, really long. So do we see that character arc? Life teaches us lessons, right? Maybe sometimes it takes a long time or there are many lessons. But if we learn something uh, from those lessons, then that essentially is a character arc, our growth. I think if you can look at yourself or somebody, I think if you look at yourself, you can actually trace key times in your life where you had to change, where you made real growth, real strides in something. And so that could be our personal character arc. Can you do that with other people, other people that you really know, perhaps your children, perhaps a dear friend, perhaps a relative? I, I think you probably can, you know, even if, it's in a superficial way. So do we know character arc? Yes, I think we do. Check. What about conflict? And if you hear noise in the background, I am sorry. Our next door neighbor has been putting in a door since nine o'clock this morning and it is, it is quite late in the afternoon now. And I'm like, I have to make this video. So 
the video YouTube world. Yes, that's what it is. So hopefully it is not too loud and it's not gonna come off on the video because I, I have to make this video today. <laughs> so what about conflict? Some of us are blessed with more conflict than others. <laughs> and I say blessed because I think conflict and struggles in your life make you tougher, grittier, more, uh, you know, more character growth, whether, you know, and you're a real character, right? <laughs> more character growth for you, the real person. Character in terms of who you are, not the make-believe character you're gonna make up. Struggle and conflict gives us metal and grit. You know, all the good stuff, but not always. Not for everyone. Some folks don't toughen up. They just curl up into a ball. Some back off dig themselves into a deep hole, <laughs> barricade themselves away, keep themselves safe. Just like one of your characters might. Some real people bring on conflict purposefully. Maybe you know a few of those people, you know, drama queens and conflict kings. Do any of those come to mind? So conflict, hmm, I think we've got conflict. We've all experienced some kind of conflict. And if you don't know if you have experienced a lot of the conflict, go to my conflict chart. It is going to be in Club Autumn. So join Club Autumn on Facebook and I will have my conflict chart right there for you. And when I went through that conflict chart list, you know, there's the big ones. There's person versus self, person versus person, person versus society, person versus the unknown, person versus technology, person versus nature. I think I have them all. But within those lists, I made subcategories to really get you to like, tear apart conflict. And I also have, yes, of course, I have a conflict video that I'll drop in the description box below as well. So take a look at the conflict chart. And have you had a lot of conflicts? Yeah, I, w I would say, I mean, I haven't had a conflict with an extraterrestrial, but yeah, I've had conflict uh, and a lot of it. And I think a lot of us have had a lot of conflict. So how are your characters handling conflict? Well, how do other people in our real life world handle conflict? There's a multiple, there's multiple ways that they can handle it. So I think we can safely say that for the most part, we know conflict. Check. But what about emotion? Do we really know emotion, that other critical element in a novel? Have you ever been betrayed? I'm gonna take a wild stab here and say yes. I bet a lot of us have been betrayed in some way or the other. Probably, you know, the older you get, the more you are betrayed because I don't know anyone who hasn't been betrayed. How did you feel when you were betrayed? In fact, if you look at all the, all the different kinds of emotions, I, I'm gonna hazard a wild thing here. I'm gonna say yes, we have all experienced all the emotions and we know what it feels like in our head, in our heart, in our soul, in our gut, how our skin feels. We know emotion because, you know, well, you know, we're human. So emotion, yeah, I think we know emotion. So check that off.
So we have the main components to writing a great story. We have character, character arc, emotion, and conflict. So do I think I can write anything? No, no, no I don't. I don't think I can write anything. There's definitely things that I steer clear away from. Maybe things that I know wouldn't come off authentic enough or that I don't have enough information about or it's just too politically loaded at the moment. Here's some examples of things. And I would love if you would, you know, give me some of your examples in the comment section below. So if you have never given birth, can you write about giving birth? I don't know. What do you think? If you've never experienced the loss of a loved one, can you write about that authentically? I don't know. What do you think? If you've never been bitten by a vampire, can you write about that? Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> I read a book, this was about a year ago, I read a book about a woman hero and she was running through the jungle and she was helping all her other heroes, trying to save the world. And she was also nursing a baby that she had left back in a hotel or something like whatever she didn't have the baby and she was gone for about 12 hours and the the male author has her i think i think the line was you know she felt some discomfort from you know not being able to nurse her baby and i'm thinking some some discomfort and and running through the jungle no just no why didn't the author call up some moms hey mom did you nurse your kid and uh, could you go 12 hours with some discomfort. I wish they had just, I wish the author had just left that out. Um, I probably would have just forgotten about it or, but that they even put that in, drew attention to it. So my thought was, why didn't the editor see this? Why didn't the editor, ah, because the editor probably never had that experience. And I bet you've come across stuff in similar books and novels where you're like, um, that's a big no. Anyway, I've written about a lot of things I have no knowledge of, as you probably have as well. But do I understand conflict, character, emotion? Yes. Can I relate it to some feeling? Can I, can I make that feeling larger, bigger, more exaggerated? Absolutely. Can I imagine what that feeling may be if it's something I think I can imagine? Yeah, probably. I haven't stabbed anybody in real life, but a lot of my characters, especially in my medieval, there's a lot of stabbing involved. Hey, it's medieval, right? And in Confessions of a Sheba Queen, there's a scene where, no spoilers, I promise, no spoilers, where she stabs somebody. And I've never stabbed anybody, but I didn't need the physical feeling of it, which you could probably Google, right? The physical feeling of stabbing a person but I wanted to bring about her emotional feeling. So I concentrated not on the actual visceral feel of the stabbing, but the, but the, um, but the emotional feel of her stabbing. So maybe that's also a way to look at it. That experience, are you trying to do the visceral or the emotional, spiritual kind of, feeling that they're going to have. Do you want to convey the visceral or the emotional? The emotional, we know that. I think we've all 
been angry before or in a rage before or who has seen somebody in a rage before or have been the, you know, recipient of that rage. So yeah, rage. I think, I think we've got rage down too. Write what you know. I think the best thing is to look at it in terms of who, what, when, where, what, why and ask yourself, is it simply knowledge-based, emotion-based, character-based? Why would you be uncomfortable writing it? Is it out of your depth of knowledge, out of your depth of experience, a political topic you would rather avoid? Or is it an experience that you think you can relate to something else or do a write around? So the reader feels like it's authentic, even though perhaps it's not. So you're writing what you know in a roundabout way. One of the genres I write is historical fiction and I didn't live at that time. And historical fiction writers do a lot, a lot, a lot of research. It's what we do, it's what we love to do. Do we get it wrong sometimes? Yes. Do we make errors sometimes? Yes. Thank the stars that the earliest storytellers, you know, like the Epic of Gilgamesh, did not write what they knew. That that magical, mystical, mixed with the real became this extravagant adventure of love, loss, and hope. Write what you know. What do you think about that advice? Do you have a line that you don't cross? Topics you avoid or don't touch? Do you think research can make up for what you don't know? And did I leave something out in this conversation? What do you think about write what you know and how have you handled it? Leave a comment and let me know. I would love to hear from you. And as always writers, remember to dream, create, and embrace. Until next time, bye-bye.